free wisdom. Welcome back to the Free Wisdom Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Latif Wisdom. I'm your co-host, Malcolm Voltaire from Jesus Was Black. And we're jumping straight in. Today, we got an amazing guest, um, an artist. Um, I want to let let her introduce herself, as always. Hey, y'all. My name is Honey Pierre. I'm a fiber artist and a muralist here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, fire, fire work. I checked out some of your stuff. Oh, right. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. Dope. Yeah, this is um some of your work, you know, just to start from my angle. Um I'm super inspired by it. and then also when I'm sending it to whether it's Malcolm or friends, there it's always they're astonished like, Oh, she you know, when you send someone an artist, it's like, Okay, I wanna let me check out their paintings, let me check out their work. When I send your work, they're astonished at the fact that you're using you said fire it's fiber because it's like almost it's, just it's like, tough, right? No, no, it's, uh, not, it's okay. actually all by hand. Like I know really? you're talking about that's the dope. tough thing. It's like with the machine. Yeah, but that's even better. Though. Yeah, like, it geez. brings out better quality, yeah. honestly, and more detail in the pieces. And I just work with yarn. Okay, cool. All cool, for cool. all of them. You just have it up like the same way they would have it if they were using a machine. Okay, cool. Yeah, because cool, cool. it's easier for like one mm. my back. For me to do that. That's real, yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> uh, my back always is on fire if I don't use that, like do it on mm. the frame. And then um, it's honestly just easier to map out, you know? Man, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I, I say that because I I do it a half ass way. Like I, I do the embroidery, but I create the illustrations too. So it's like mm-hmm. just that convert. I appreciate it even more because you're doing it with your hands. And it's like that same conversion from a vision you have. To bringing it to life through textiles, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about your journey. How did you start into into what you do now? Um, what was the before even jumping into textiles? Were you just doing, um, um, you know, uh, fine art or painting, or how did you get introduced to that? When did you fall in love with that texture, and um, how did you start individually? Well, I started as painting. And just assisting everybody when I first moved to Atlanta, like a few years ago, um, I just jumped right into the art game here. I want to go at I want to go to the beginning. I want to go to uh, Young Honey, you know, uh, before I don't you know, before you even got introduced to art, like just the things in life in general that led you there um, and your upbringing. Like what schools did you go to? Um, How did you get to the military? Like. Day one to the journey. So let's start there. Let's start with that. Well, my mom always told me that I was always in my my own zone and I'll just create and I wouldn't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I would just observe everybody and just chill and create and just draw. And then, um, you know, that carried on into being a little bit older, like in my preteen years and all that. I'll do fashion illustrations and that's what I really wanted to go to school for is for fashion illustration, like Parsons or CIA, which is like the Cleveland Institute of Art, or like, you know, going to MIA in Cali, you know, for fashion illustration. That's what I was on. And then I let the world just take my brain and say, hey, no, nah, you can't do art as a thing. So then I went to school for the most left field thing, reaches sports medicine mm-hmm. um yeah. and then i realized that wasn't for me and then i was just like you know fuck all this and then i went to the military because honestly i needed discipline i was wild and out okay why'd you and need discipline 
I was wild. <laughs> like, is this high school? Is this middle school? Is this high school and just like and walling out? Which ways? Like, do you, you want to share? and just doing too much. Right, yeah. Fighting? Were you fighting? I was. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah. Well, that's college though. You talking about college, right? Yeah. I mean, you get college. into stuff. You get into stuff in college sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, high school mainly. Well, middle school mainly, and then high school you kind of start to gain like some maturity. I'm like, okay, I'm not. Gonna do those things, but sometimes we still get say it. Say fuck it. Yeah, sometimes we say fuck it. College, I feel you more so like, nah, I'm about to figure myself out. But it, no. and it depends on the, <laughs> it depends on your way you were grow, you grew up though. Where you grew, did you grow up in a strict household? Like I did, but I didn't at the mm, same time. Uh-huh. Cause like my mom, she don't play. Like yeah. if she was here, she'll be telling you she don't play. <laughs> yeah. but, that's real. That's yeah, that's that's how it is. So, but she always tell me like, don't you're not no punk. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let yeah. nobody try you. Hold your ground. Yeah. yeah. So okay. she yeah. respected me on that. Yeah. How did you how did you respond to that? Was it like and I say that because when I was like young, uh, my brother used to like put me in the field. Like he'll wake yeah. me up. I'm like sleeping, he'll wake me up and then I'm like walking he walk we had a little neighborhood where we walked through like the you know, back of the woods to get to the other neighborhood. I'm like probably ten. I'm like half sleep and then I, he walks me somewhere. I'm like, It's my brother, so I trust him. Mm-hmm. We get outside and it's like Fight him. It's a little kid that he wants me what? to fight. So I'm like, but he always wanted me to confront stuff and like, nah, I want you to be a man and get get your hands dirty type of thing. Yeah. And so that was cool because it taught me a lot about that, but it also was forceful and it made me like rebel. You know what I'm saying? It made me say, mm-hmm. if 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 you feel I don't have that, I'm gonna prove to you I do times ten in my own way. Did that? Did you get a similar reaction from your mom? Like, speak up for yourself, fight for yourself. Yeah. You know. She always told me to speak up for myself because, like, you know, where we grew up, it wasn't, it just wasn't it. Mm-hmm. And you had to hold your ground no matter what, even if it's not directly towards you. Like, if your sister's in some shit, mm-hmm. you better go help her. Yeah. If your brother is in some shit, even though he's, like, way older than me, he can't handle his own. Mm-hmm. You better go handle that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gave you, did it give you a lot of, like early responsibility and, and like this sense that you wasn't kind of ready for or just didn't choose for yourself like oh, I got to do this but did those mm-hmm. enact things in you now that I look back on it it's just like a early preparation for me to get ready for the world mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. something I didn't ask for but it was needed you know because yeah. imagine if I learned that life skill at like 18 20 yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah agreed yeah sometimes those things are you know, I think we all raised like perfectly to for us individual, and then when other people can, you know, have different upbringings, they come to you and like, I was raised like this. So hearing your story is like, I don't know how you survived, you know, but it's like you know, it, to us, to being in those shoes, to you, it's like, no, I needed these things because yeah. I, I've learned how to reflect back and then use them in a positive way. Uh, um, yeah, so here you are. This is after, in this moment, are you already in high school at this point? Is this like <laughs> transitioning to college oh, now? Oh, I grad. Oh, yeah. I was done with high school, went to college, realized it wasn't for me. Then I went into the military. So interesting. I'm just <laughs> going to say that right now. Yeah. What, uh, what um, branch? Army. Okay. Mm-hmm. I met so many different people and so many different walks of life. And that's what really taught me to engage and be open to everybody and everything. Mm. You know, because, like, everybody comes from so many different backgrounds, walks of life, how they think, how they're raised, and what they really stand for. And you and, never um, know who you're going to meet. Huh? You never know who you're going to meet. At mm-hmm. all. 
And it's just, like, treating each other with, like, kindness and, like, you know, just watching out for each other. Because even though, like, let's just say we in the battlefield Mm. and you in my battle. I don't know shit about you, mm-hmm. but I know you got to go back home to your wife, your children, your mm-hmm. mother, everybody in your family. So I'm going to protect you no matter what and make sure you're good. And that taught me a lot about humanity and how we all should really look out for each other. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think it, what blows my mind is like you're casually saying this. Stuff. But I love that you <laughs> took that from that, though. Like, yeah. I've never heard yeah, anybody like, say that. Because that's a heavy yeah. journey that's to walk deep. in. You know what I'm saying? It's like it teaches you a lot, like you said. And some people don't walk out with that same perspective. No. Yeah, at all. So, But it's all, I think it's also, too, because you saying how your mom kind of taught you that for your family. Mm-hmm. And for it, it kind of got it. That's like... That's flight or flight, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That's it could be over at any moment, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like I gotta we gotta rock. You feel me? And I, I think we need to take that. It's crazy it takes extreme circumstances for stuff like that, but we gotta utilize that mm-hmm. those that tool, like that idea, that that empathy, that form of empathy, you know what I mean? Like because yeah. we in a battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Life is the battlefield. For real. It really is. Yeah. And so that's that's why art imitates life or art reflects life. How does um how did that journey affect um the work you create now? Like and then also the relationships you build now? Well, during the army I, just like college, I said fuck it. And <laughs> Yeah, he's left it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh and I was like, Yeah, this isn't for me. So I started like digging deep in myself and like what really brought me joy and it was just creating and I was just like, Yeah, fuck this. And then I, as soon as my contract was up, I moved back to Cleveland for like a year. Mm-hmm. I didn't even last more than a year. And I just did the tattoo piercing apprenticeship because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be in the body art industry. How was the um, apprenticeship? So we, we, horrible. We, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, we just was like talking about uh, Shout being out an to apprentice. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a boot camp, right? It was. Mm. Yeah. You said we part two. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, yeah. They, oh, yeah. So you went through <laughs> the journey through high school, journey through like mm. all that, and then you at your home, and then the army, then to jump into another boot camp. <laughs> And that, yeah. But then you, you couldn't like. So but you, you test it now. You test it. Yeah, and I'm trying. I feel to, like I passed all the tests. <laughs> <laughs> so, but knowing that you went through the army, did it make this that apprenticeship easier? Like, no, it's, it still mm. wasn't easy. I worked in like the most hood shop in Cleveland. Okay, I had to deal with everything <laughs> that came my way. I was not prepared. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, London put me through the trenches and all for this apprenticeship, mm, for me to keep it and to learn. Can you, and to can you bring us in money. on some of the experiences? At least my one first, story, Tom. At least one. <laughs> yeah, like my first day there, well, the second, first and second day. The first day, I was just getting initiated. I had to mm-hmm. smoke like 10 blunts. And mind you, I haven't smoked in like three years. Mm-hmm. So I was literally just wavy the whole day. That was Why day do they one. want you to do that? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know you're going to come to work hard, so we see how good you can do when you high as fuck. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think like, so. Nobody mm. else did it like yeah. in the shop. Nobody else was smoking. We like barely, except for like Charlie, but like that's because he smoked. But yeah. So like, okay, that's that's the first, that's just the initiation. Yeah, that's the initiation. The second day of me actually being there, there's this guy, he walked up in the shop and like, you know, I'm just chilling on the couch. I'm greeting people coming in, just doing like the first day apprenticeship shit. Yeah. 
this man come in, he look at me straight up, and he was just like, you're going to have my children. Mm-hmm. And like I, a client? Yeah, straight up. And then all of a sudden, like, all these men just, like, are coming in the shop to get tatted. All of them are just hitting on me. It's just like, you got to deal with this. Oh, uh, and, they, know, and they see it. Like, the people we yeah. work with see it, but they're not checking in. And they're like, got to yeah. deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, one of my part of my task. He was like, you're a woman in this industry. You got to hold your own and not be out here trying to give it up to every client or everybody who come in this door. Because mm-hmm. you, you hold value here. And how did you? How did that make you feel? I mean, honestly, he put me on, and I already knew that, you know, because mm-hmm. like being a woman in the industry, we already have that shit happen to us, mm-hmm. and like tattooing or piercing, it don't matter as long as you, if you're in a tattoo shop, period, mm-hmm. you're fun to get tried at least once. Mm-hmm. And you told me like that was my first lesson, like yo, hold your own and hold value to yourself by not giving it up or like you know entertaining clients and all that. Yeah, because you don't want a bad reputation. One and two, that's not even you. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Which yeah, is, but it's still fucked up. Yeah, it's, 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 oh, it's, 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 I'm like, I'm going on to that, that and like, I see that you, you are like, I already have that, so yeah, you can put me on the line if you want. Yeah. Regardless, but even the fact that you have to have that is already, you know, the thing in itself, and then the fact that he's like, he is like, or this the idea is like, hold your own, like, figure out uh, how you're gonna deal with this. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, two sides. One is like, um. One is you feel like he put you on. Feel like okay, thank you for that, for that. I guess hard love or that perspective. Mm-hmm. But the other side is like, why should I even have to like put do up with that. that and do that? Because are guys doing that? Guys not getting that experience when they want, when they're sitting at the desk and things like that. But you know, tattoos. Let's be honest though, the tattoo industry is like yeah. a bubble. Like I used to be a tattoo shop manager, yeah. and I have no tattoos. I'm like an anomaly. Don't, yeah, don't, don't look know. at me what like you that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, brother, what are you talking yeah. about? But no, nah, but I mean, I did, I did it because it was a black-owned business, and I'm at that time it was like I'm only working for black-owned companies. You feel me? Yeah. But I say that to say I left because of the energy, like the mindset. Like yeah. I had uh-huh. a dude be like, "You're the shop manager, but anybody that's not an artist is a, is the bitch to the shop." And it was like, "Bro, I'm not a bitch. I've never been a bitch." I'm not gonna be. <laughs> After about six months, it was like, it's a wrap. But I say that to say it, it's like that energy inside of it. It's a whole different, it's like a bubble inside of the world. It's no PC shit going on in I there. I get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I get it's it. really, yeah. it's like, That's it's it, dry yeah. and cut. Like, yeah, it's like, it's how we see it. If you're going to deal with it or you're going to go to work <laughs> this at shit a, gonna keep a right. Caucasian shop. <laughs> and you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like. I never yeah. worked at um, a white-owned shop ever. Like, yeah. Cleveland, like. And honestly, maybe not want to do any of that, mm. like, at all. I only worked in black-owned shops. Yeah. And even my own, like, you know, yeah. we just got to be on our own now. Mm-hmm. But, like, after the whole, like, me being in Cleveland and for that year, I said, fuck that. Because I love my city, but, like, it's still not a lot of support. So I said, fuck it. And then I came to Atlanta, like, one time, and then I moved here. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> oh, why, did, why did that? It only needed, uh, you know, one experience for you to solidify Atlanta is my city. Um, honestly, I don't know what I think it was somebody I met, I forgot who, but it really touched me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, like Atlanta is cool, I like it, it's a great, dope city. But I wasn't, I never came here before. Okay, so after that one time, I came, moved down here with like $300 in my pocket, no real plan, 
no friends, no family here, no nothing. Yeah, I literally how it starts. just came here. Yeah. And I started working here. And then I met a whole bunch of people randomly being in the art scene because I literally like did a nosedive mm-hmm. coming here and meeting everybody. Then I started working at City Link because uh, I met Tuki and everybody. Maya. And, yeah. yeah, Maya. Like, yeah. I already, like, met Maya before. Okay. But, like, we didn't, like, connect the dots of me, like, actually working there mm-hmm. as a piercer. It was like a... Yeah, it's like, you got to give Maya his flowers because he literally yeah. is the gateway to, like... Uh, and then show so much support and love and, like, for all creatives. Like, mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. how we think and how... You know, because we... Creatives are non-traditional. And we could also be like, this is my vision, and this is how it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. kind of, and he always supports that energy, and that's important. You know, that's one of the, everyone that I've sat down with is like, only good things to say about Maya, so I want to give him his flowers, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then um, Tuki and them took a chance on me, and, you know, I started working at the shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did and you then, have to go through an apprenticeship again? No, fuck no. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's doing that shit again. No. <laughs> No, I was already in the game. They could, like, you know, okay. make it happen again. Yeah. Um, so I became their piercer, and it was cool. I worked there for a couple of years, and during those couple of years, yeah. I really just used the space, like, how you're supposed to. You're supposed to network. You're supposed to work. You're supposed to do all things and work with the community and figure out what you want to do creatively because it's a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I used that to what I used it for, which is like mainly just networking because a lot of my clients came from City of Ink yeah. and a lot of them do a lot of dope shit. Shout out to all my clients because yeah. they're all dope. Yeah, shout out to the clients too. Um, but yeah, I mostly got into that, then got into murals. And then when the pandemic hit, that's when I like switched gears mm-hmm. into fiber. And what was uh, some of your, mur- your murals? And then also at City of Ink, were you tattooing as well? No, just piercing. Just piercing. Well, yeah. Did you stop tattooing after uh, Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. Did you? Did have you done any of your your art art on you? No. You haven't done any of your. Art yeah, no. And so now you're back in. Um, you're in Atlanta. You're at City and you're piercing, and now you're doing murals. What are some of the murals you've done? I've assisted Eugene Bird on a couple of murals around the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did one for the Belt Line a few years ago before the pandemic, and mm-hmm. it was like the largest one we did up to date. And then. Um, Assisted a few other people on theirs. I helped usually we went out to Dallas recently for the NFL to do a mural for them. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um, we did some stuff for Pepsi. And then I did a few of my own murals. Like I did one for Little Five Points um, for the John Ossoff campaign. Yep. Okay. For, I think what year was that? Like 2020? That was probably 2021. Well, it could have been. I was thinking 2020. I was thinking 2017. No, that, that's like, when he first. Was I didn't there. even make it here yet. Yeah, okay, you wasn't here yet. So this that's yeah. after the pandemic. Yeah. So this is the moment you're getting checks, pretty much. Like these basically, are, yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> Pepsi, the NFL, like the checks. I know how the checks are looking. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was good. It was good. So uh, he's getting money now, and now you're like, uh, you know, how do you feel now? Like, is the was that most of the, one of your biggest moments making? Uh, well, did you make your most money then? Or was it tattooing? Was it in piercing? Like, how are these murals treating you as a creative? Murals are good. Um, I feel like public art is very important, mm-hmm. especially when expressing like messages and stuff. So that's why I mainly like doing it, and I'll still do it probably for the next twenty years until I'm like in my forties. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, most of my money comes from just creating my artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we just what I 
honestly like doing mm. more than anything else. It's just uh, creating these pieces that I've been doing with fiber and just telling stories. Yeah. What is the stories that um, you want to get out when you're doing murals and, uh, and your fiber art? What are the stories that you're telling and, you know, why is, why is it important? Well, now my fiber are like, you know, the, I just did an exhibit at the MoCA in Cleveland. And it was basically talking about, like, my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to Blood do. Line. Yeah, Bloodline. Yeah, I checked it out, yeah. Um, part one. <laughs> this is part one. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's going to be, it's a trilogy that yeah, I'm nice. doing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, part one is basically honoring all the women in my family. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to focus it on that because without the women, how are we here? Mm. So, you know, I wanted to focus in on that and just highlighting just motherhood, womanhood, Mm. caring for one another and the family, taking care of the family, that type of stuff. And like, you know, part two is going to be honoring all the men in my family because I feel like it's important to really showcase like all the men in my family. They've been great. You know, everybody's had a lot of wisdom, a lot of love, a lot of support, protecting you know, I just want to honor everybody and put them in that spotlight. Yeah. And then whenever nice. I decide to have kids, you know, that's part of three. Nice. <laughs> so you, li- no, you live with your work. You know what I'm mm. saying? Take, I do. Take your time and live with it. You're not just like, I got to get this out for the sake of getting it out. And I don't like, care about that. Nice. Yeah. Mm. I, that's the energy I get from you, you even referring to. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. Which is like a stoic thing. And it, that comes with time. Have you have you always had that? Or are you always, always something that eventually hits you like oh, I'm on my time, not on trying to impress the people I'm around, the city I'm around. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. It's my work. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. Why, why are you going to rush me and my work? Especially if I'm telling stories. Like, in between those uh, series, I'm going to be doing, like, you know, homage to, like, my homies and, like, you mm-hmm. know, the community and, like, those kind of aspects, mm-hmm. too. But, like, ain't nobody going to rush my family story ever because, yeah. like... Because you got to soak it. It's you, yeah. you have to experience in order for the story to be brought to life, as in meet more friends. You know, yeah. See if they support you. Go through the support of supporting them. Go through the ideas. And then now the life experience is the art, is the expression. Yeah. And I, I admire that because that's that lesson right there. It didn't. I started innate with that. Like, I just like when it came to drawing, my first name was using a pencil and drawing. And that was like, I liked it. I don't care if you like it, she like it, he like it. I liked it. Calm me down, made me feel good. Throughout that journey, I've got a lot of success in high school, early with what I've been doing with wisdom. And so it became, how do people like what I'm doing, you know, for a moment. And mm-hmm. I went through that, went through that, went through that, until a point where I was like, no, it's not even about that. And that, even that place, it, it, it's a journey to solidify yourself in that place. Because sometimes you might digress again. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm over here thinking about how this looks. Rather than like, what are you trying to say and do? Because pl- when you realize that, it slows you down. It yeah. slows you down to be like, what do you want to do? Oh, I just want to do it like this. Well, do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because it's a choice. And um, so I admire that because that has been a, and other creators out there probably have that as well. Whether they're reaching a level of notoriety or success. Because it can create uh, need to impress others. Fuck all that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. People appreciate you for what you do. Like, I had six months to do this body of work. Reality, only I did it in three and a half. 
Mm-hmm. But like if I would have had a year, because I thought about it after we like hung everything up, we did an installation, we put it all up like the day before, and we just did a walkthrough. I was like, imagine if I had a year to do this. Mm-hmm. That shit. <laughs> yeah, see that. I was like, making man. me think so differently right now. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm gaining from this conversation because that's a one like a wonderful perspective on art. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like taking the year. Because we had we knew about it for six months because they gave me the contract. You know, I sat on it because I was like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I like, you know, we're just going through like, you know, little shit in it. And then I was like, all right, cool. So then I finally signed it. And then I had about four and a half months to create the body of work. Mm-hmm. Reality, I probably needed eight months mm-hmm. of the scales I was really going for. Mm-hmm. But I busted it out in three and a half. And then I caught COVID. And then I went to Ghana. And then mm-hmm. I did yeah. all this. Yeah. And then I had like a month to finish everything out. And I was sitting there. I was like, if I had a year, mm-hmm. imagine the story, like another story I could have produced. But then I was like, you know, whatever. So what you gain in Ghana? You know what I'm saying? It's the story. Insight. Right? Yeah. How, can you tell how How was that journey? Well, one... Fuck coronavirus, because I <laughs> caught COVID right be- literally. Right before you left? Right before I left. It was ridiculous. Uh-huh. I was like, yo, God, if you don't like me right now, just say it. You feel me? Because <laughs> <laughs> Ghana, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we had raised all that money for the trip. And, you know, I bought my plane tickets, got everything ready. You feel me? I was packed everything up. I was on my way. The only reason I knew I had it was because, you know, we had to start getting COVID tests. Mm-hmm. To, in order to go overseas and I was like you know what I'm gonna start taking my tests mm-hmm. like you know five days before the trip mm-hmm. just to make sure I'm in the clear because you know I've been I was at openings I was you know mm-hmm. out and about I was just networking blah 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 I got the first one I was like no nah, this can't be real mm-hmm. so then I got the second one I was like oh my god and then I did the third one I was like yo this is real mm-hmm. so positive. It's, yeah. it's a real positive yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> So then I had to call the organizers. I was literally like a week late to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a three-week one. So I was like, yeah, y'all, I'm going to have to wait a week, you mm-hmm. know, to sell it out. I didn't have anything wrong with me either, by the way. I was asymptomatic. Yeah. I, yeah. I honestly was just sitting at my house smoking and drinking Hennessy because I was upset. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, got through it. Finally left. I never did this in my life since the COVID hit. I wore like three masks. Mm-hmm. While traveling, yeah. How they let you do though? How you get that. through? What? I, what the, no, what? it cleared up. Oh, it cleared up. Okay, okay. okay and okay. I finally got that negative. I was like, bet. Yeah, I didn't even leave. With. Listen, I didn't even leave my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, I'll stay in my house. Uh, Fuck you, mean. So real. Yeah. See, I, I haven't had that. I was throughout the entire journey. I think that I, I maybe had it at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, like, I remember. You ain't had to go to Ghana though. Yeah, I didn't huh? have to go to Ghana, so I didn't know. Because <laughs> yeah. if you get tested positive when you come there, so like in the airport, we got off the plane, sixteen hours, and you go and you register because you have to pay like a lot of money just to get like a rapid test. Mm. And which is some bullshit. Over there. Yes, yeah, it's $150 yeah, yeah. just oh, to take God. a rapid mm-hmm. test. They dirty. No, they man. getting that money off COVID. <laughs> they getting money. They getting crazy money off COVID. How much money they made off that? I, I could imagine. 150 for a rapid. <laughs> per person. Per person. That's insane. So, like, you Don't take the rapid it. test, and you know, you have to wait like 15, 20 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. if you get positive, you go into the positive camp. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you got to pay for that too. Hell yeah. This girl, she was telling That's me, she was paying like $200 a day to stay at this shitty Marriott with COVID. And she didn't even have COVID for real. That's another, that's a sidebar. That's a different story to tell. But was it, she was with somebody else? No. Okay, 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 okay. Nah. Because my sister got stuck in Maldives for, for 15 days because of that. But she, it was somebody else that tested positive. What? It wasn't my sister. It was somebody she was with. Yeah, she, it was like she didn't. That's how I know. But she paid eight thousand dollars to stay. For, that's what I'm saying. We got t- just telling people y'all need to be careful traveling. Disrespectful, man. They getting money. Yeah, they they they're just playing on it. They're playing on the fact using it. That's, yeah. that's kind of disgust. That's fucked up. I finally got there. They lost my luggage. I didn't care. I just got there and lost my luggage. I was like, you know, fuck it, y'all got it. You know, I'll just, I'll buy some clothes. Yeah. Uh, Y'all can find my bag tomorrow. I don't even care right now. (laughs) I checked into my hotel. I started the day. It was New Year's Eve when I got there too. By the way, I was like, you know, fuck it. We're starting this new year. I'm here. Yeah. I made it. I have no COVID. I'm doing this shit. Fuck you, me. And. Yeah, I went on the beach that morning. I prayed. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Thank you. Ghana, the beach in Ghana. How was the beach in Ghana? Beautiful. That man oh, went through. It feels imagine. different. Imagine. Like what? Different. I need to know the details. So like, <laughs> we got there. Meanwhile, my luggage is still missing. So I had to borrow clothes mm-hmm. from my homegirl. And like we go to this beautiful like spread, a New Year's spread. Like, these all these nice creators we met, they organized it. Cool. Man, I met the most inspiring woman of my life still. To mm-hmm. this day, she is the most inspiring woman I ever met, Miss Renee. Miss Renee. Mm-hmm. This woman spit so much game to me. I can't even retain. I couldn't even retain all of it because of how much she was giving me. Yeah, yeah. Every time she spoke something, just swear to God, <laughs> I feel that. I feel like my body. She was, swear to God, she was like the ultimate auntie. She moved from the states to go live in Ghana, mm-hmm. and she was part of like the Black Power movement here in the states. She was part oh, of everything, civil rights, yeah. everything. She was just like, I left America at year two thousand because I see that it's not. Like, you know, making any progressive, like, changes. So then why would I be somewhere where I can't even grow, for real? She's already ahead. She's ahead. (laughs) Just that perspective is crazy. I need her number. We need to pull up on her, I got her WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's... That's cool. I, f- I feel that when it comes but to... But you needed that, too. You needed to run into her right yeah. after all she of that. She showed me all types of stuff that I could create. Like, she told me... Like, she showed me her studios. Like, she has, like, four different studios. She does, like, fashion design. She does welding. She does glasswork. She does regular She art. went over there and built the empire. <laughs> she that's did. Like, that's what you be talking about. You need to bro, yeah, bro. <laughs> Don't tell her, brother. <laughs> no, because I feel like I met a... Like, so when you meet certain people, they just... Keep speaking from a place, and it's like, wait, man, let me write this down though, because like this shit kind of crazy. That's what it I just did. be like they're saying the things that you be stressing about daily, and it's like, no, but don't they do it. Lived it though. Yeah, they lived it, so it's like, no need to stress. This is what you're doing, and this is how you do it, and this is because we all go. It's the reason you're feeling like this, like yeah, yeah. And I was, and when you do that, it does feel like let me pull out my recorder, but it's like I'm just in the moment, man. I'm gonna just take That's this in because it's probably not for me to keep. It's for me to know mm. for right now. It's for you and to put your on your subconscious. Yeah, to like just have yeah. that experience and like it's in there. So when when the time comes, I'm like, oh yeah, I know this, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so those experiences are like golden, like you know. But 
I haven't been out of the country. I still, I can't wait for those journeys because moments like that. Because, yeah. like, that was the most random. I didn't think I was going to meet Miss Renee at all. Yeah. And then I met, like, a mathematician, like a genius, literally. She teaches children all around the world, mm. like, math. And all these kids get into, like, Yale, Harvard, UCLA, Princeton, Oxford, like, all these prestigious schools. And then I met this other creative. He's, like, world-renowned fine artist. Fine artist. He's paintings. is everywhere around the world. I met pottery, like, artists. I met... Yeah. All these different type of artists, and we literally had like a beautiful lunch, and we just sat there for hours, just drinking and talking about life and like that type of shit. That's and neat. we was there for like I think like six or seven hours, mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to leave, but we had to go because we had to schedule. <laughs> yeah, see, I but, wouldn't want to leave neither. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like that experience right there is like that's why I like to travel and meet people and journey through life is because of just the conversations, mm-hmm. the checkpoint mm-hmm. conversations. And sharing, yeah, like, that's the most, that's my favorite part of of life in general. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a beautiful experience. And now, having that experiences, experience, how did you, how did that reflect on to you coming back to America and getting back to it? Well, one, I didn't talk to anybody for like a week when I came back. Mm-hmm. Why? I didn't, because I just wanted to keep my energy to myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, everybody's polluted. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sharing this right now. I'm different. You got to go away right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Deep. But it's real though. I feel it because you're like, I'm about to, I, I get into those pockets. I'd be like, man, I like what I got right now. If I go over there, if I go to that, I got to like. Like, like, I'm so good right now. I yeah. didn't want to work. Yeah, I feel that. But, bro, you remember I told you that at the end of the year, we was doing so much last year. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, we was both in the mode where we were trying to figure out what to do next. I was like, bro, we need to rest right now. We need yeah. to rest. We need to pull away yeah. from people. We just need mm-hmm. to focus on what we just did because we, <laughs> we did some crazy shit. You That's, feel me? This like, is how I feel. This how I feel. Yeah. You got to. And you got to. So, before you even tell the story, you got to reflect on it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You got to. So I'm, I'm glad you did that for yourself. Hell yeah. yeah. And then like I had to get right back into work mode, like finishing the exhibit. Mm. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, technically I did not do anything for like the last month because of COVID and then traveling. Mm. You know, I was just like, I'm still going to take this week and then just grind it out for the next month and a half and finish the exhibit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And then we finally, like, started driving to work up to Cleveland. And, you know, it was just, that's it. And now I'm finally, like, just kind of chilling, but not really. Right now, I'm just uh, in the moment and just getting everything wrapping up for it. So this all led up to Bloodline. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question about mm-hmm. Bloodline. I heard you, you posted something on your Instagram, uh, and you, I th- believe it was you speaking about, and you said something in particular, I don't remember the words exactly, but it was about us reflecting on the women in our lives, but was it protecting them as well? What, 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 you said something in regard to like us caring for the women that's been caring for us. I want you to speak on that, because... This is my first time having a woman on this platform, and I want, I want that voice to be, you know what I'm saying, to the forefront. So please, like, if you can, speak on that a little bit in terms of you showcasing that in your work and why you think that's important for us to get as a community. Well, I don't remember word for word what I be saying sometimes because <laughs> I just be saying Because you're an artist, though. You're yeah, artist. I just be saying it. It's a string. 
But um, just like showing honor to everybody in your family, just like showing respect and bringing honor to your family's name. I feel like a lot of people lost sight of that mm. throughout the like this last like generation or two. Yeah. Is bringing honor to your family's name because um, one, that's where you come from. Yeah, you should always bring honor to your family, regardless of what's going on. If you're beefing, if you're not, but you should still want to bring honor mm. as some form or fashion. Um, so I wanted to do that one and two it's just showing love and respect to all the women and honoring them what they've done for me you know because like honestly I shouldn't even be here right now physically Mm. or exist because like my mom took a chance I'm a miracle baby like I should have never been here at all like there was zero chance they were trying to get rid of me right away Mm. But, um, you know, that's why, like, me and my mom, we have a bond that can never be broken because she took a chance on me when nobody else wanted to. Mm. So she'll always be my respect, no matter yeah. if we have an argument or if she's feeling some type or I'm feeling some type of way, we're button heads or whatever, mother-daughter shit. But, you know, I'll always honor her and show her respect no matter what because she did that for me. Mm. And that's more love than what a lot of people have ever given me in my life. That's a fact. So... I always want to honor my mom and my family and all that because they took a chance on me. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I feel like everybody else should, not saying what people should do, but I recommend people should really just take time and figure out how they could bring more love and peace and put more honor and respect on their family, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like I don't know what's been going on in the last, like, 20 years or whatever. Even though I'm, like, 28, I know I'm like talking like I'm 40, but wisdom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the yeah. old it's the and it's it's a lot of that perspective. You have an omniscient yeah. view on your mom. I know people who are in real time with those relationships with their mom, so they just like fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rather than like really seeing like no, what she's sacrificing. Yeah, she did a yeah. lot. She and, did a lot, and she did so much. Some people don't. That love is like that. Doing that is what creates unconditional love. Some people can't do that to get there, you know? So, like, I've been... I, that's how I am. Like, I can see my mom, and no matter what she can throw out or do, or, oh, mom, you could have did this better. I don't care. Like, you literally had me, and then yeah. kept instilling in me. Like, it's just... It's, it goes without saying for me. And some people just, they feel the opposite. They just don't. Which is weird, it's honestly. Because I see how you are with your mom, and I love mm-hmm. it. You know, I wish my mom was down here so we could kick it. <laughs> like, it's just... yeah, just on, that's my favorite, yeah. Like that, my favorite person. Uh, just to check back in. This is everything. You know, I just, I'm, I'm so grateful to still have that connection with her and still be there. Me and my mom are intuitive. Dang. It's like, it don't matter where we are. I'm like, hey, love you, mom. I was just thinking about you. You know, I love you, too. Like, yeah. or it's just small things. And I'm like, we always there. Even when it's just, it's, we can sit in a room together silent. And it's like, it's all, it, just, it doesn't feel any, any more or less than right. love. Like, you just, I know it. And I'm her last child. She had nine babies. I'm the ninth. And Jesus. So that re- That's it's a like, lot of kids. I feel like sometimes I, I want to be her, her finishing note. Like, you did mm-hmm. everything you did and, and, and to the T. And if any of the other kids or anybody <laughs> says you did, I want to tell you did and honor you as much as I can because you're perfect. And so I, I want to be the it's the finishing 
No, it's the period. Like, you're good. Don't think that I did this one. I could have. No, it's not about that. You did everything. We could, we breathing and we got money and we got homes and we got art and we got love. Like, and family. So what else do you, you did it. So that's, that's important to me. I've had that since I was a child. I was called the mama's boy in that because of those things. <laughs> like, when I was like, no, nah, like, I know my mom. Like, I see her. And regardless of the world, I'm like, that, that is what you, what gives you your first piece of unconditional love. And then I'm now able to give that to everybody around me. Because mm-hmm. I can go, oh, yeah, he might, my homie mad today. He might be mad at me, but I get him. I get why he's mad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know why life ain't easy all the time. So now I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. You know? So it's important. So it is, you know, the other side of people not seeing it. To us, it may be weird. I can even see why they don't. And I'm but like, but yeah. some people, you know, they might not have great moms either. Everybody don't have a great mom. Or you know just saying? I got, I have a beautiful, yeah. strong, yeah. sacrificing mom. Yeah, Everybody, because yeah, yeah, you know, people, some people weren't taught how to do that either. So it's like, it's true, yeah. you know, what I mean, how do you give something you never Had. received Had. or poured? You know, what I mean, I can't yeah. pour you no water if I ain't got no water in me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. what I'm saying you asking, you asking a container that's empty to, to give you, to, you know, what yeah. I mean, and it's like, <laughs> so it's interesting. But I think when you have that, you gotta appreciate it. Yeah, but, of course. You know what I mean? But you also have to... I, I commend the people who do. And even how you vocalize it and translate it in your art, both of y'all. Because, like, you have to be in a certain mentality in a certain space to even do that and recognize what it is that you're experiencing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how it's affecting your life and, and how you move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Some people don't have it. And, you know, it's a more... It's crazy because the people that don't have it in my life that I've met, I'm like, my mom, we just don't got that. They yeah. often have a child somehow. Like, the universe gives them a child yes. to teach them. Mm. And with something else, they don't have to be yeah. a child, but something. And I'm like, it's crazy that you're telling me this, but I'm seeing your reality. And I'm like, oh, you have, you had to, you're it now because you didn't get it. So you mm. get it, and now you might have to Facts. tell that's, it. That's you have my to mom. Translate it yeah. back to your mom. Hey, mom, yeah. I, I've learned something. And she, your mom was like, oh, you opened my mind. I, I, I cut that feeling off years ago. But now as my daughter, going for your own experiences, you taught me that feeling again. Yeah. Like, that life is life. Is life. Yeah, life <laughs> you get the full. Life be life. There's no shortcut. Yeah. So it's, just, it's how it goes. And you just got to appreciate the journey when you can and just trust the process. It's not always easy. It's not always easy to see, like, what this is doing. What is this, where is this going? I don't I don't know where you're taking me, but we're about to see, but I'm about to kick and scream. So it's like, you know, yeah. And now here we are back to, you know, um, the fiber, your, your fiber work, right? Your uh, mm-hmm. pieces. And now what is one of the first museums that you've placed your work in? And this is it. This is my first museum. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I feel like I skipped like a lot of like steps. To get to the oh yeah definitely Uh, I definitely broke cracked code on that one Mm -hmm. a few people Mm -hmm. might feel some type of way I don't care yeah Yeah, you feel me I don't care so what Um, what is the what are the obstacles that you had to skip like what do you feel like you got a little boost I feel like um, I might have should have done a few more group Mm -hmm. exhibits or solo Mm -hmm. exhibit in the gallery or something Mm -hmm. like that no. They gave me my first museum exhibit, an actual solo oh, exhibit at yeah. that, mm-hmm. in my own gallery. 
Yeah. For the first time, I was like, damn, all right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's crazy. Like, certain things for certain people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that you've showed the universe that you're going to be like, I'm patient with my work. I'm not. And that what that does to others, and when they see that, it, it, let's put her in the museum now because she already has what we've been looking for. But what? How did? How did it happen though? Because um, yeah. that's what I want to know. I feel like you was going to touch on that. The mm. power of Instagram. So mm. these guys from Cleveland, Antoine and Mike, they're like the head CEOs of Museum of Creative Human Art. It's a residency program out there. So I hit up Antoine like maybe like a year ago or some shit. I was like, hey, I like what y'all are doing in Cleveland. Because this is before they had like the residency at the MoCA. And, you know, I was like, I like what you guys are doing. You know, if you guys have any group exhibits, let me know. Because I am still part of the Cleveland art scene. Even though I'm not active full time in Cleveland, I'm still involved in it. You know, I still show work in Cleveland. Mm. I'm from Cleveland. You know, like, you know, tap in with me if you have something that you want me to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I have no issue coming up there or shipping artwork or bringing the artwork myself, you know. I'll do it. Antoine hits me back, like, sometime last year, like, I want to say July or August. And he was like, hey, remember that conversation we had briefly? I was like, yeah. He was like, I got something for you. It's not official yet, but let me get back to you in a month. I was like, all right, cool. Bet. So he hit me up and he was like, hey, you got a solo. You know, I'm going to send you over the contract. I want you to look over it and let's schedule a Zoom call meeting so you can meet Mike and we all can talk about what you want to do. But think about the story you want to tell for this exhibit because it's going to be big. And I was like, all right, cool. So then we did that. And then I showed him, like, you know, just an outline of briefly what I wanted to talk about for this exhibit. And they're like, yeah, you need to do that. And they saw what I wanted to do. And like the vision and everything. And number one thing they told me the whole time throughout the whole entire journey was, it's your stage. Do what you want to do. Mm. We're not stopping you from doing it. Do what you want to do. This is literally all you. Go in. Do what you want to do. You've seen what everybody else did for the residency. You saw like how they did it, all that stuff. Do what you want to do. And I did it. You know, I was the first person to do a mural in the mocha. For that one, reach that fine is crazy, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the sunroom installation. Nobody else has ever done that in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I had fiber portraits. Nobody has really shown that in that Mocha location, mm-hmm. or even the Cleveland Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, now it's being recognized, and it feels good. Yeah, no, that's fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you see that, and now it's a. You're in this this museum. How are you, how are you feeling though? You know how are you. I mean, it feels good. You know, one, I'm in a museum. I mean, that's one of my goals as a mm-hmm. visual artist. Yeah. You know, like I understand, like you know, everybody wants to be in galleries and stuff. I like at museums in a different way because you could touch so many different people and meet so many different people from around the world. Like I was chilling like opening weekend. I stayed the whole weekend. I just chilled out. Was meeting everybody who was coming through. You know, I'll come in like when it first opens and then I leave when it closes. And I was mm-hmm. just meeting folks. Yeah. Coming in, just like, you know, hearing what they're saying, mean, like meet and greet, that type of stuff. I met so many different walks of life just from mm-hmm. that. I met people who worked for Adidas. This guy who worked for Facebook came in. 
all these families yeah. came in, yeah. like, no and, I was, <laughs> and I was like, yo, like, this is the realm I want to be in, yeah. because yeah. one, I could touch more people, mm-hmm. and two, it's just like, it was really cool, mm-hmm. not even gonna lie. Yeah, like, you've been looking at your art, um, you know, and then you bring up Adidas, I'm like, there's a sneaker right there. You know, I mean, the, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just thinking about the fiber on on its own collection. Object. Right there. Yeah, it's already something yeah. there. Yeah. Do you feel like so, you know, even looking at things like that, do you feel like that texture is your trademark look or It know? is cuz I like it like if like a lot of my outfits are texture based too. Like mm-hmm. what do I be wearing mm-hmm. every day? Um mm-hmm. but I feel like me collaborating like with Adidas or like New Balance or like different organizations like that, like it's gonna happen. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just who I'm gonna meet. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure whoever came in from Adidas took a note. Was like, yeah. this is going on the board tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah. then they, that, that's sitting there on. It probably says the date on there. It probably says like November 2023. Like you never even know what's already like. Hey, we've been sitting on this for a minute. But so that journey right there, just to, I'm going to be present. I just put my work up in here. I'm proud of it. Now I'm about to sit here, be present with every person that walks in. You know, that's, you're doing everything you got to do. You're doing, you're checking all the boxes off because that's, that's it. You know, just that, those relationships and building and letting people know you're a real person is, like, is a lot. You, we don't think of it as much, but it's a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, people were surprised I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole weekend. Yeah. Because, like, technically, I only had to be there opening night. Mm -hmm. And then I could have just came back to Atlanta, like, the next day. Mm -hmm. But I was like, nah, I'm going to just chill, and I want to meet everybody. Plus, like, you know, I just want to chill out and, like, be with my family and have, like, my whole family couldn't come to opening night. Do you feel like um, you follow your intuition in those ways? Like, um I think like a lot of times individually, like when we <laughs> we travel to Miami, and my thing is threes. I always see my threes, three threes, right? And oh. we just, <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the story, but I'm gonna ask you this first. <laughs> but like I see threes, and it's almost like follow the white rabbit in your course, yeah. right? And I know like it's just a reminder. Like, oh, I'm in, I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I'm gonna stay here. So sometimes the choices make me say, oh, sit here for a little while longer, or. I feel like I should be like doing something else, do my anxiety, but some other side is saying, nah, just relax right here. I know you feel like you're about to drop the ball if you chill, but try to chill. And then those bring even better opportunities, relationships. Do you feel like you come from that realm a lot of the time? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't move from like anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I create my own schedule. I create my whole life, you know, just because I've been full-time artist for, like, the last few years, so Mm -hmm. nobody really moves me. But, like, intuition has really played a really big part on it, because sometimes you gotta trust yourself and, like, how you're Mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you don't, you fuck up, and then it turns into, like, a mess. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, wow, why didn't I just do what I knew I needed to do? Is that yeah. rushing? It's, it's always tied into rushing, moving, moving parts too fast, trying to move everything a little too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and like wanting to do, do things faster than you're supposed to, or yeah. create it faster. Yeah, like when I'm back to Malcolm, taking a moment to soak in your work. Um, I rarely, until this year, I get to do that a lot. I've rarely in the past done that. I, so the next thing, what are we doing next? And I just because I had a lot of people around me, it's like. We got to keep it moving. Like, like we got to, you know. Right. And so, like, 
But now I'm like, yo, the, the whole thing is out the mud. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to keep running through the mud with the thing. It's like, no, this shit's out. You already pulled it out the mud. Mm-hmm. Now let it shine. Mm-hmm. Let it be what it is. Let people look at it. Let you sit down and sit down and look at it for a while. Instead of moving again and again, because then stacking on mistakes again, stacking on re- repetitive things. So That's it, how I feel. That fine line between consistency and... Overdoing it. And overdoing it, yeah. It's, 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 it's hard. For me, I know that's, char- that's challenging, because I'm just a consistent person. So I, sometimes I have to ch- read my intuition. I'm like, oh, I like movement. So I don't need to be... I can just... Do a lot of things daily. Maybe run through a lot of meetings. Maybe, you know, do add a little more outdoor activities instead of like, okay, since I move, I got to like put something out and let people see it and then move to the next. You know, I think of like Pierre Moss, Kirby. Mm-hmm. He drops that same sneaker, change the color. I'm like, yo, that sneaker's crazy. And it's I like, like it every time. The I love it too, yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, that, okay. level of, <laughs> that level of artistry is like, I admire that because I'm like, I'll make so much good things and I just need to be like, look, the balloon was good. Let the balloon get in green next season. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it helps you not create the will every recycle. single time. You got to yeah. recycle. And so I feel like this 2021 I found a, a thing, a product, an idea that I'm like, I just like how this is right now. And I'm going to keep adding new textures to this, colors to this, and I'm going to teach myself to sit back and watch it work for itself. And that's been like, me as an individual changing overdoing it um through you know uh, consistency finding the difference i think as you master creativity though you gotta you gotta explore projects that are like a a year from now Uh you know what i'm saying and then plan you know what i mean because even when you look at whether it's fashion any industry even look at virgil like what he did before he died like he had to be planning that for a year Mm -hmm. a year two years you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and those are the things that, like, it's like it's moving behind the scenes, but once it's done, it's done. And then the people will receive that for a lifetime. For a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like Kendrick's, like, Kendrick's The Pimper Butterfly. The layers in that album are damn. And it's like the layers is like, yo, sit with that. I'm not going to give you something else right now. I need you to sit with that. Because mm-hmm. every time I go back, I'm like, this man said, this so is much. crazy. You know, so it makes you think. And I, that's how I even that's even how I create. I put so much layers in it. Then I drop something else with so much layers in it. It's like, you know, someday somebody gonna be like, yo, this is the fact that he left this is crazy. But it's like some of those things are too much if if you're mm-hmm. just doing it for the sake of doing mm-hmm. it, rather than like a true no, I need to put this out and I'm gonna do it right and then let that breathe yeah. for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an important place. That's how I feel. I mean Everybody keeps asking me, like, it's it's really repetitive question. Mm-hmm. That beginning, like, the last two weeks, and, like, don't mind. Like, I do care about answering it, but I don't at the same time. Yeah. But, like, everybody keeps asking me, like, what's next? I hate that question, man. <laughs> Yo, man, man she's like, I love it, but I just want to know what's, what's next. next? <laughs> Wait, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up, too. <laughs> 
Like I just I love I love how people are hyped, but I just be sitting here like, bro, like I just put out like my 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 love and my sweat and like my body of work. I just yeah. carved a piece of my heart out and displayed it. Yeah, <laughs> read it. Yeah, like we did that. We did you it. Keep reading it. Read it backwards. Like read it again. I put something in there when you read it backwards. Yeah, like we have these beautiful artist statements. They're put up. Y'all can read them like five hundred different ways if mm-hmm. you want to. But mm-hmm. that's just what I created. And, like, the only thing I know that's solid in paint is just, like, we're just gaining more residency. Mm-hmm. That's the main mm-hmm. focus, honestly, mm-hmm. this year. It's just me getting in, like, yeah. these mm-hmm. museum residencies. Because yeah. and and you already got the work. work yeah. yeah. And just possibly showcasing more in Atlanta. Because, mm-hmm. like, I honestly haven't done that mm-hmm. in, like, the last year. But that's because I've been getting better at my craft. Yeah. And I don't want to put out nothing half-assed. I guess what you need enough. to tell them next time they ask you that. What? What's next is you saving your money so you can buy this piece of art. So I can make the that's next one. That's, that's, like that. that's, that's, that's what's next. I like that. That's what's next. That's going to be a quote that like headline of this podcast. What's next is you save your money to buy this piece that's already out. That's what's next. Yeah. That's about that. work in your house. Yeah. That, that's mm. important. Taking that. Yeah, because that question, I think, comes from anxiety. People just be like, they already in their head moving too much. So they're just like, what's next? Like, like you can you look at it for a minute. Like, I get it. We got anxiety and social anxiety. But, you know, you know. Like, those you don't have to ask me that shit. Because those yeah. questions come from they're being, they're uncomfortable. So they're like, I got to take this off me. Let me say Like, this. the guy from Adidas asked me. He was like, what are you doing next? I'm like... Nigga, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, this is good. Like, you want to put me on? Like, yeah, like, let's, put, let's do a poster with it. Like, it's already here, so let's do something off of this. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, on the does, flip side uh, of that, though, I think when we, when we can answer that question, though, that's when we know we in a bag. Yeah. Too, because it's like, we got, we know what's going on a year from yeah, now. Yeah. We know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But even yeah. then, it's like, I don't mean I got to tell you, motherfucker. Because sometimes it might that's change. Hard. Yeah, it might change. That shit changes a lot. Yeah, it might. You might structure it like, oh no, I was using green, but that orange started to speak to me. I've been going to beaches more, and the sunset hits better. Yeah, orange instead of that green that I have for April twenty twenty four. And I don't want you to speak on this. Yeah, don't don't talk about it. Yeah, because like even my mediums are changing. Like I'm not like for the next few pieces I'm working Mm. on just like for me. Mm. You know, not for like shows, Mm. not for anybody, not just. Me practicing. That's the best practice. I'm yeah. gonna be using beads for the backgrounds because mm-hmm. I really like. When I was in Ghana, I was inspired. We went to this bead factory, and one is it's amazing yeah. how they make glass beads. I'm just gonna say that right mm-hmm. now. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, damn, I could use this for like my practice. I could do beaded backgrounds. It's gonna be very intricate, but you know, fuck it, we're gonna try it. Mm-hmm. So now that I have this like little layover, like what I'm calling it right now, because like when what's this month? March. When May hits, I have to get back into my art bag. Mm. You know, I got murals for the city. I got to do shit for Cleveland, mm. do a couple of murals. I got to go ahead and get ready for these art shows. Yeah. I got to do all this for the summer. So, like, next month, I really is just like my month to just create. Mm. Yeah, see, I, and that's, 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 I like that space because it gives you time to. Did you, did you, so did you dive into fine art by yourself, just like independent? Yeah. Yeah, get involved. You really I told you, I came to Atlanta and I dove right in. Like, it's one thing to create art, but you dove into fine art and yeah. like that acceptance of, 
I want to use materials to yeah. create, and then I'm gonna keep. You, I'm, you're not gonna know what I'm gonna create next, yeah. but I'm just gonna keep creating. Mm. That's fucking commendable, man. Yeah, because it's a mountain to jump into that. Because that's intimidate. that's something I, will, I always want to do. And I'm like, man, do I need to go to school. It's like, no, you just need to apply. Yeah. 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 You just need I to mean, do it. Don't get me wrong. Having institutional education is great. Like okay. mm-hmm. that is a goal of mine for my thirties. Okay, yeah, I already yeah, set yeah. it up there. But that's a whole, no- and that's going to take you on a yeah. whole another. Yeah. Like I know, like when I hit thirty, because I gave myself like a nice little ten-year timeline as far as education goes, formal mm-hmm. education. I want to go back to school, back between two different schools, like Spelman or Parsons. Okay. You know, both good for art, both good for fashion. Mm-hmm. So either way, I'm cool. Get my bachelor's, go ahead, get that master's, chill out for a little bit, maybe get your doctorate if you're feeling spicy, you feel me? Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, I do want to get formal training at some point. But you have your portfolio already, you know what I mean? So that's... Yeah, but I just, I do want to have, like, that grooming. That traditional, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and just also flex, too, because, like, you know, I went in there, like, no formal training at all, like, you know. And everybody who worked at the Muckle was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I don't have any institutional trainer. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, for real. Just me and God, bro. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's it. And they're impressed. And now it's like, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, I admire what y'all do and mm-hmm. how you went to school for this. Because mm-hmm. it's something I still need to do yeah. for the path that I want to take in my art career. Because mm-hmm. there's different levels in the art industry that I do want to take upon but I can't do with without like a degree yeah. you know I know I can yeah, 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 yeah. but like having that degree and that stamp of approval behind me and like the network behind me yeah, with yeah. that can help me get to those levels it's the same way as you deciding to go into museums meeting those people you know if you go to Parsons if you go to Spelman you're going to be in a in a whole dem- different demographic of people mm-hmm. to yeah. help you explore what you're doing the same way you met auntie over there in Ghana it's like Mm-hmm. Ain't no telling who you're going to meet, what resources you're going to mm-hmm. be able to tap into. I respect it. Yeah, yeah. so that's like, that's the structured plan mm-hmm. for like education. And then regardless of that, you know, I'm just doing me and I'm just going to be creating and, you know, just meeting cool individuals and collaborate and Facts. do that. I mean, like this year, honestly, is like the year of collaboration and just creating. You sound like me. I said the same thing earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, man. That it's some shit that comes with that though. It does. Yeah, but what? Uh, people, man. Dealing with people, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to collaborate with people who are on a certain level, doing a certain things, but that doesn't always mean it's going to translate to what you're doing and how you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What you even want to put out necessarily, just because you want to meet in the middle on something. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm having that experience right now. Yeah, finding a way to mediate, but it's beautiful because it teaches me. Um, reason, you know, not to even jump. In details of the meetings that we have, but like even going, hey, nah, you saying that that might be a good idea, Latif, and I'm like, okay, yeah, one membership idea for the photo classes, Photoshop classes, right? It was just like considering other ideas and then pulling away from, like I trusted my vision thus far, it has never, it never failed me, but I'm also not an asshole, and <laughs> like, hey, I'm this is my vision and I'm just sticking to it, like, but I trust myself, but it's also a learning experience to like. No, I think you should try it like this. I'm thinking, and then listening, like, okay, that could work still. It doesn't change my idea. It's just a different way to look yeah, at it. Yeah. And then, so accepting it teaches you a lot about sharing, Facts. collaboration. So, yeah, collaboration, and collaboration, I think, is a good perspective to have. Um, it is challenging, though, but it, 
It's a yeah. good challenge. It makes yeah. you better. So Yeah, I'm just looking to do like maybe two this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do one major one. I know that. They already talked to me, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I don't know. I'm just open. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to put too much on myself, like trying to force myself to collaborate yeah. with people because it's just like, all yeah. right, I still got to focus on what I'm doing and what I want to create. And I'm glad we kind of grazed on that because I'm like, some people, people need to actually have intention behind collaborating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that we always talk about Atlanta this, Atlanta that when it comes to business and certain things. And sometimes it just might be that collaboration. Like, People might be rushing into collaborations with people, you know, like just mm-hmm. to, for the sake of it evolving or venturing into a new, feeling like they're adding more to their resume or doing, uh, elevating their career. It's like, you might not want to collab though. You might yeah. not be in that space. Think about what that means. Because what you're doing is you have to know how to share. You have to know how to, um, you know, have a co-space and also listen to what someone needs and not just about what you need. Like literally be like, oh, this person is willing to post me on their IG, I should be doing the same. I should feel some type of like, hey, what do you need? Because that's, thank you, bro. Like, what what can I do to help you, though? You know? So that's that's the thing I think we have in our city sometimes where we don't, you know, we're signing up for. And we should kind of think and give ourselves a moment to say, do I want to collab, do I not? And it's okay if you don't. It's okay if you do. Because um, I think those is what creates, like, that perspective that we get a lot in, <laughs> in the city, so... Any last wisdom you want to leave off with the people? Any free wisdom? You gave a lot, whether mm-hmm. or not you know it. I don't know. Just like people, just be yourselves and just create and just do you. I mean, that's the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to be themselves. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the sad part. Mm-hmm. You know, as creators, you should always feel comfortable being yourself and creating what you want to do. A lot of people feel like they shouldn't or they have to f- follow the structure or whatever out there out there right now. But just do you and create. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't fail by doing that. Thank you for grazing us with your presence and your story and your journey and your art. And until next time. Free Wisdom. <laughs>